Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on, everybody? Patrick Barry here, and we are back again. Uh, Flame On is here with your monthly roundup of pop culture. I am being joined tonight by Eric. Hello. And BJ. Yo, what's up? I was going to call you. I, I came up with the nickname with you a couple of like roundups ago, and I don't remember it. And I was like, <laughs> I was going to call you Benifer instead. And I was just like, no, that just is weird. <laughs> I mean. And, and now that Benifer is back and married this time around, I mean, right? I 20 mean, years later. I'm their unofficial child, um, which would be very yes. awkward seeing as uh, Daddy Ben has been on my mind uh, more than oh, a couple girl. of times with the lights down low. So I'm. Uh, Stepdad, what are you doing? Mm, I've watched those videos. <laughs> right? Um, you know, it happens. It happens. They just happen to come on and you watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the month of August in the year 2022, and we are here to chat about pop culture. Uh, it is just the three of us on today's episode. We have got some things that we're going to discuss. We have a uh, a new little segment that we're going to try out for this episode because we all have uh, some hot takes that we want to talk about. So we figured, why not? And with only three of us this time, there's a little extra time to chat. So we are going to dive on into um, this month's popular media takes. Let's go ahead and kick off with Eric. You were going to do our first topic. What are you going to talk about with us today? It's a movie. It's a new Ooh. movie. Hmm. It's um, Prey on Hulu, which is the fifth installment in the Predator franchise. And it's a prequel to the first four films. And it star. It revolves around Naru, who is a skilled Comanche warrior, um, 
and she's protecting her tribe from the predator and also fur traders, uh, French fur traders in the uh, great northern plains in North America in the year 1719. Yeah, it was seventeen nineteen. My I dearest forgot. predator, I forgot there were f- like this is the fourth film. I completely like. I remember the fifth. No, this is the because fifth there's film. because there's two Alien versus Predators that are canon. No, I was gonna say do the, the do AVPs those count? aren't canon. Okay, because I was gonna say if those are canon, then that would make it the seventh movie. Because there's Predator, Predator Two. Um, there's Predators, and then yeah. there was a more most recent Predator movie uh, that took place in mo- like current modern times. Um, so this one is the prequel to those four. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> so many. So much Predator. So many. So no xenomorphs in this continuity in this canon. That's no. just in fanboy head cannon at this point. Yeah, I don't even know if it is fanboy head cannon because I I've never seen a Predator movie, I, so I don't know if I, the I mean, AVP movies were I'll, well received. I don't I don't know if the the AVP movies are, but the Xenomorphs are canon to the Predator universe because in one of the movies they pan around in the sh- one of their ships and there is a Xenomorph skull. Yeah, so, that's in the second one, I believe. Y- yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, so the Xenomorphs are in fact canon to the Predator series. Um, the Predator hmm. series, unlike the Alien series, tend to uh, jump around the decades and time frames a lot more than the Alien uh, franchise does. So this one was interesting because it takes place back in the 1700s. Um, and um, it's... Uh, 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 the Comanche tribe, it, it feels very like they have their bow and arrows and she has her little hatchet um, that she ties a vine to so she can whip it all around, uh, which is very <laughs> cool. Um, but she she wants to be a hunter and a tracker like her brother instead of just um, a gatherer. Um, like she wants to be women. versatile. Exactly. <laughs> like like uh, me, she's forced to be versatile. <laughs> Sorry. It's just taking me back to the Bosco uh, roast Let's joke. Go. Re- <laughs> go. Let's go. <laughs> Where uh, she, she was like, RuPaul is so old that she was uh, both hunter and gatherer. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, but it was interesting because the Predator still has most all of his gadgets. Um, I think it was a Heat Predator. I don't know for sure. Um, Not you assuming had, the Predator's gender. I know. they. <laughs> the, the, the Predator had their gadgets. Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that's, hey, hey, that's how you do it. I love the I love the new mask. I ordered the new old the old mask. I like I like the mask on the Predator this time around. It's not the weird metal. It's not it's not the forehead extravaganza that the uh, the previous Predator uh, masks had. 
Uh, this one actually looked it I, like it had like a weird animal pelt over it instead of the uh, uh, the usual um, like space mask, essentially. Uh, so I definitely really liked uh, how the Predator looked this time around. Can you explain to me like I'm a five year old what you mean by forehead extravaganza? Uh, like the mask is, it's mostly forehead. <laughs> it's, <I> mean, <laughs> it's mostly forehead. It's, I mean, it's a five head. I mean, that's the, a five head. the original predator mask was never intimidating to me. I'm like, that's just a slab of metal with eye holes. And the first thing you see is, is, is their forehead. And I'm like, I want to play the bongos on it before he blows a hole in me. But it, yeah. I it never intimidated me at all until he until they took off the mask. I was like, okay, now that's the thing of nightmares. But uh, until until like there was that big reveal, and I think it usually happened like always in the finale of the movies. Um, it it was never a thing. But this movie, I was like, nope, I don't like that. That's that's not something I want to just stumble upon in the woods in the seventeen hundreds. So yeah, I, I I like I like how they kind of degraded or downgraded the the predators look to make them look more like a threat or more like a hunter as opposed to like a space hunter so i i really like that design choice though yeah is bone uh, thing the the helmet or is that its face i'm i'm trying to trying to figure this out it's a so in, in the move in the in prey it's like it's like a skull of another of another animal that it's captured and it's converted into a helmet. So okay, it's got all these that's the, a, okay. Yeah. That's um, the picture so, I'm seeing right now. Yep. So, but yeah, it's much more intimidating and uh it 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 it, it like with 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 a hunter especially around the 1700s and um a lot of cultures they would wear the pelts of the animals or creatures and stuff that they would hunt because they would use all the parts. So that's also, I think uh, I, that's definitely a native American uh, thing too, where they use a lot of the parts of the animal uh, depending on the tribe. So it's like I said, it was a nice, it was, it was a nice touch, especially for a prequel. Um, So, yeah. So is, is the predator an, alien what is i like so i i figure i've never seen a predator movie and <laughs> i've heard this one's amazing so i figure i might as well ask questions um well that a, a, a five-year-old who's never seen predator would ask so the, the the predators are a group of aliens a race of aliens um that just kind of are trophy hunters and so they go out and just hunt the strongest things they can find on a given planet or whatever. Hmm. Okay. So they just figure humans are the strongest things on the planet? Is that what, what the the assumption is? Or are they trying to find the strongest well, humans? Well, like th- this one, this might have been the first time they had come t- to Earth. Yeah, okay. um, because he was going around and finding different things. Like first, he stumbled across a rattlesnake that kind of attacked him, and so or them, and so it was the, um, and then there was a 
um, they saw a coyote hunting a rabbit. So then they hunted the coyote and then graduated up to a bear and then to humans. I've graduated to a bear before. <laughs> Did you keep the pelt? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how they operate. And it, it I, and this was a really, I like the fact that this kind of explains why they keep popping up at earth or keep, uh, coming after humans. Um, cause predators, the way that movie worked is they actually abducted a bunch of humans and each one, like, I think one was like an actual murderer. One was a military person. One was a psych, like a psychotic. Um, and each one had a different method in how they killed. So it was really, really, it, it's really interesting to kind of see how they stumble upon humans. And then they're like, oh, I like this thing. I like this thing. Let's, let's come back later and see if they get better. Um, so it kind of gives a nice little explanation as to why they just keep popping up here. Interesting. And then I know a big deal was made about the uh, the lead actor. And then on top of that, the fact that there is a an additional dub to the film, uh, which is the Comanche dub, which is huge when it comes down to films and especially films that are, are made by, by larger studios. And then I know that this, this did not receive a... Um, you know, a theatrical release, but was this one of like the Fox movies or is Predator a Fox uh, film? And then was, that's why it was ported over to Hulu as, uh, as its release. Like, was this purchased out by, by Disney as part of the, uh, the merger? Uh, it was released by 20th century studios. So, okay. So it was yeah, a Fox yeah. property. Yeah. It's yeah. A Fox, okay, it's that a makes Fox sense. Property. So I'm surprised they didn't do it as a, a theatrical release, but with Disney owning the majority of, you know, majority stake in Hulu as well, it's, it kind of pieced it together that that's where it came from. It's it's um, funny because that uh, a lot of reviewers and everything, podcasts, uh, TikTok, YouTube, uh, I think a couple of reviews on, uh, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of people are saying that, like, this is one of the rare times where not releasing it in theaters kind of did it an injustice because in all every everybody's saying I would have paid out tons of money to watch this film in in IMAX. Like it, it was one of those things. I'm not sure as to why they they opted just for Hulu, but it, honestly, I I feel like they should have they should have released it in theaters. I might have I might have gone in theaters to see this one. Maybe it was because they they weren't as bad as it will sound, and it, I mean it is bad to say, but I wonder if these studio execs were like, well, having you know this lead in the movie, you know, being the 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 focus, you know, a female led predator movie, maybe that won't do well in the theaters, and they didn't want to take the chance. Maybe it's just Disney downplaying a lot of the the Fox IPs, like you know, there are a couple of things Possibly, I. Yeah. I I love the fact that with having a Comanche dub with it coming out on Hulu, you didn't lose any of that impact of, oh, I watched it in English and then, oh, there's this Comanche dub. Let me go watch it. Because when it when it came out, I saw on my Twitter likes and retweets of people saying, oh, my God, this movie was great. 
I'm going to go watch it in the Comanche dub or, oh, I just I watched it twice now, the second time with the Comanche dub. I, I r- highly recommend for everybody to watch it, you know, with the, the Comanche and the Comanche dub like that kind of was a great thing for the movie with a release on Hulu because you could watch it over and over again. You could watch it multiple times in different dubs or if you needed to watch it with subtitles, whatever the case was, like you have that ability when you're in your home versus going to a theater where, okay, yeah, you're going to pay $47 to go to a movie nowadays, but you only get to see it that one time. You don't get the dub. And then if you're waiting 60 or so days, 45 to 60 days for it to come out on streaming, it loses that momentum and that kind of oomph. And then to turn around and say, Oh, 60, you know, 45, 60 days later. Um, oh, and by the way, there's also a Comanche dub. Go check it out. I, it kind of loses a little bit of that as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a double edged sword, but I'm really glad to see, like, this isn't a franchise that I, I would particularly dive into myself. I'm, I'm not bi- a big, like scary movie person horror. I don't, I don't know exactly like, sci-fi horror i guess would fall under genre wise that's not normally my thing but it's a it's phenomenal to see a film you know with a you know comanche based um is the is the lead actor uh part of the part of the comanche uh, you know uh, comanche lineage or I, i don't know much about the lead I think uh, I think a lot of the act, a lot of the actors that play a part of the Comanche tribe in the film. I think a lot of them are. Um, she's are a she's, she is Sue. She's, she's Sue. Sue. Tribe. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still indigenous. You know. Yeah. The fact that yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that that's just amazing. Honestly, like it's great to see films like this, and then to get such a great response. You know, from not even the critics, because honestly, critics are. It, reviews nowadays are so difficult because in my opinion everybody has become a critic and they really like to shout their opinion and shout down anything else but to see so much overwhelming response for for a film that is a long-standing property long-standing ip that has a a large indigenous cast at the forefront that's phenomenal oh Absolutely and she fantastic. was she was in legion as well the FX, yeah, somewhat the FX X-Men related show. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think she was in all of it, or mo- uh, yeah, it looks like she was in chapters one through twenty-seven. So, hmm. yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, so I like how much of the show I remember to be honest. <laughs> I know Gene Smart was in it, and I know that. Uh, I was gonna say Aubrey O'Day, not wrong person. Aubrey Plaza. See, and and if Brian was here, he would he would he would be flipping his lid. So I'm sure. Hopefully, he he will listen to this episode a little later. So this is a little nugget for you, Brian. Make sure your equipment's working. <laughs> Make sure your equipment's working. Then you could have then you could have joined us and told us everything about her character in Legion because she played Carrie Loud Loudermilk. So I'm not entirely sure. I can't remember which character that is because I, I kind of watched it and then promptly kind of forgot about it. And then occasionally I keep thinking I'm going to rewatch it, but I keep finding new shit to watch. So 
but uh but yeah that's her character in in um legion so brian um uh feel free to post something on the socials on who she played in legion that's your homework that is your penance for not being here sir there you I, go there you go uh so any any final takes uh overall opinions of prey and uh what do y'all give it flame rating wise um i thought it was good i don't know if i ever saw the 2018 the predator movie um the last one i really remember is predators the one with adrian brody and i thought this one was better than that one i think it was probably better than predator 2 electric boogaloo Mm. yeah because that's the one where danny glover i think what was that who it was yeah it was danny it was danny glover because if danny glover can kill a predator i almost (laughs) felt like i could kill a predator and (laughs) (laughs) so no i like so this is probably my second favorite predator movie um and i'd give it a four out of five flames nice pj what about you uh this is actually my absolute favorite predator movie um and for the culture i'm gonna give it a five out of five flames oh yeah i'm gonna give it a full five out of five uh hits all the right spots for me and it's also made me uh there was a tweet i saw that's like i need more of this i need a xenomorph outbreak in like the 1800s in london i need like a laundry list of just dropping like these aliens in like random decades would be awesome so yeah i absolutely you just want a doctor who would up right yes (laughs) or i would even love a series where each season takes place in a different time time frame and a different uh locale so like yeah absolutely but yeah, this 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 was a, a surprise hit for me because I didn't even know about it till I think the day it came out, and I was like, "Well, this is what I'm doing instead of like you know, cleaning my room or, um, you know, organizing my life in any kind of productive manner." I was gonna say masturbating, but that's <laughs> 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 <Tattoo>. who. <laughs> I mean, it's a large alien <laughs> that murdered a couple of white people who's to say i can't masturbate like that so like yeah i mean <laughs> oh no not the french fur traders mm. 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 <laughs> we we always had a running joke that uh my best friend uh his uh his special uh him time was when he was watching saw or hostile <laughs> or oh, stuff no! like that so Oh yeah. no! <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't shock me in the, in the slightest. Uh, <laughs> my favorite thing that's come out of of Prey was uh, just recently saw it. I think maybe within the last couple of days, there is a picture of the Predator like in between takes. It I, I think it is. I think it's an on set picture, and um, the actor in the Predator costume is oh, just yeah. sitting on a rock, kind of like resting. And it, there's been, I'm sure there are a ton of different things that have been tweeted or, or memeified about that picture. Um, but my favorite one that I saw was, uh, you know, sometimes, some days I just feel invisible. And it's a picture of the predator sitting on the, <laughs> on the rock in the woods. And I was like, for not, not watching the predator films, I understand that reference. And it's, <laughs> it made me laugh. So <laughs> that has been my favorite thing that's come out of, uh, prey being released 
<laughs> so that is Prey now streaming on Hulu. So go check it out. Rave reviews from the Flame On podcast and rave reviews from uh, my Twitter feed. So go check it out. And a friend of the pod, Terry Bloss, has uh, uh, tweeted a lot about it as well. So uh, go check it out. All right. So I'm actually going to go with the next topic because BJ is going to give us a rundown of uh, a plethora of things. So, so many things. So, so many much. things. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and I will take the next topic. And it'll be it'll be interesting when I actually get into it. Uh, I am going to discuss the Netflix show Uncoupled, which is a uh, a a an interesting journey of eight parts. It's gay Ten parts. It's gay. It's gay. It is. It is gay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uncoupled is an American romantic comedy television series created and written by Darren Starr. And Jeffrey Richmond, that premiered on Netflix on July 29th of 2022. Um, and it's been renewed for a second season. It stars Neil Patrick Harris uh, as Michael. He is the essentially the main character of the show. Uh, we have Tisha Campbell as Suzanne, who is Michael's business partner. Brooks Eschmanskis as Stanley, an art dealer and one of Michael's best friends. And Emerson Brooks as Billy Burns, uh, TV weatherman, and also one of Michael's best friends. And then you have characters like Claire, played by Marsha Gay Harden. Colin, uh, played by Tuck Watkins. Drool. Uh, Jack is uh, played by Andre DeShields. You got Colin Hanlon playing Jonathan number one. Jay, Rodri Jay Rodriguez. Oh, okay. As yeah. the culture guy? <laughs> it's the second Jonathan. Oh, that's right. They're, oh, it's Jonathan and Jonathan. That's right. You got uh, uh, Jewish Jonathan and uh, Puerto Rican Jonathan. Uh, and then you got uh, Tyler, Kai. You've got a couple of guest stars that uh, go through, uh, including David Burka, who is um, Neil Patrick Harris's husband in real life. And uh, yeah, it's a very interesting show. It's apparently divided uh, the the gay community, the queer community. Uh, it is a show created by two uh, gay men, Darren Starr, who is the mastermind behind a plethora of television, uh, a lot of television that shaped my young life, uh, including Beverly Hills 90210, Melrose Place, Sex in the City, Younger, and Emily in Paris, which is his most recent uh, show, and that was also created for Netflix. It has a very Sex in the City feel. The show starts with Neil Patrick Harris's character, Michael, in bed with uh, Tuck Watkins, um, who, if you don't know who Tuck Watkins is, I'm sorry, um, but he is amazing and gorgeous, and I love him. I knew him because of my stories. He was on One Life to Live back in the day. And then I found out later on that he was a homosexual. He's also uh, been a, uh, a a guest character on uh, the Where the Bears Are web series as well. But I love Tuck Watkins. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> and uh, Tuck as, is it Colin? Why, I, this is how bad I, I am. I can't even remember the names. Yes, Colin. Uh, it's Colin's 50th birthday. He ends up going through a midlife crisis. 
uh, Michael has planned a surprise party. And when they are about to enter the surprise party, which Colin doesn't know about, uh, right as Michael's about to open the door, he tells him that he's moved out and is uh, leaving him. And uh, hijinks ensue as the, the <laughs> name of the show gives away uncoupled uh it's a, a riff on i uh, was a gwyneth paltrow and um why can i never chris martin i'm <laughs> like why can i never remember the man's name uh, the mutual they, uncoupling the conscious uncoupling yeah yes yeah the conscious uncoupling of uh gwyneth and, and chris martin <laughs> that white dude i can't remember his name um so it's a very interesting take so with Colin being 50, he's an, a Gen Xer. Michael is, I think, 40, like 40, early 40s. There, there, are, there are a few, a few years difference. It's, so it's, it's a little bit of that straddling of the X and millennial line. The first few episodes made me want to punch my television in the face. My TV doesn't have a face, but I wanted to punch my TV in the face. You wanted to turn on Nick Jr.'s just so you'd see face, so you could punch it. <laughs> oh, God. For the 90s, kids. Face Face is still a thing. Like, I, w- really? I don't know where I was. I was at, like, a car shop in the, like, early in the morning, and I heard the little, like, and I'm like, that is not fucking face. I swear to God, if I look at this TV and it's that goddamn face, I look up and I'm like, motherfuckers, it's face is still fucking here, still being a goddamn oh, face. My I was God. Like, oh, my God. Not oh. a face reference on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, if we didn't want to date so ourselves, face, 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 face. Too late now. Beauty face. Uh, cut off, yeah. our, cut no. off our arm and count our rings, y'all. <laughs> I mean, for real, for real. That's uh, <laughs> goddamn. Uh, yeah. So it's an interesting take, and I. So a lot of the 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 things that I've been seeing online, as far as the conversation. It has been it's great it's like a gay sex in the city and then some of the um dissenting opinions is it's horrible it's a gay sex in the city so <laughs> oddly the same the same thing is being said but two different outcomes as, oppo- as opposed to the best thing i read on twitter uh recently where it was two gay pe- two two gays can one can say i live and the other one could say, I died <laughs> in reference to the same thing and, and be expressing the same emotion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very much, so it's, you know, it's set in New York. It's very Upper East Side, Manhattanite, white, privileged man. I mean, he does face some financial, like financial hardships, um, having to pay for this extravagant uh, surprise fiftieth birthday party, and like it's a weird, it's a weird thread through the season because he's a real estate agent and is struggling to bring in commissions once you know the the breakup happens and 
all of this 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 goes on but it's this odd it's this really odd thread that that they try to weave around because Claire played by Marsha Gay Harden is a wealthy white woman who's going through a similar breakup her her husband is leaving her for this younger woman and she's got all this money and she's selling this apartment and it, there's this whole like competition in essence between Neil Patrick Harris's character of Michael and this younger like upstart real estate broker and it's just <sighs> the threads are very awkward throughout the entire run what I can what I can relate to and, and what was making me kind of frustrated with it was Darren Starr and um, was it Richmond is the other creator uh, Jeffrey Richmond are not Xers if I'm mistaken I feel like they are boomers like they're they're baby boomer generation yeah 61 for Darren Starr uh, and Richmond doesn't have much information on uh, Wikipedia. And my big thing was it feels like the show is written by boomers uh. thinking millennials are still or, or like acting like Xers are 18 year old millennials. Uh. And the first three episodes really felt like that. A lot of the conversations, a lot of the things that were being said and written really just felt like this is somebody who is a crotchety old man is writing this. And there were points where I'm like, Neil Patrick Harris has a career, has established himself. How in the hell is he sitting there going, yes, let me read the script and let me act this out? Because it just felt, unless he is like a crotchety old, like elder millennial, late Xer, where he kind of has that boomer feel to him. But I don't think he does. I don't know. He's married with kids. I mean, that is true. That is true. (laughs) But there, there were some parts that also felt that that were odd and have i've seen some people give flack for it on uh online whether it's twitter or facebook but like there's one part where uh, michael neil patrick harris runs into literally runs into this guy on the street and it's a supposed like they just he came from the the supermarket and then goes to this guy's apartment to hook up with them. I'm like, that doesn't happen, but okay, cool. Um, good for you show. And they start going, you know, getting down to, to having sex. And the guy doesn't, you know, is like, Oh, I don't use condoms. I, you know, I'm on prep. And then it's like this whole diatribe of, you know, there's syphilis and gonorrhea and, you know, uh, we lost, you know, I, we've added so many people to the quilts. And like, there are certain references that really just felt very like late boomer, early X. Yeah. To say, and I can understand that, but but at the same time, when you are 40 and up and you've been in a relationship for 17 plus years, you've kind of missed out, especially if you're in a, a closed monogamous relationship, you don't, you're not as cognizant or aware of, you know, prep and, and the things that have kind of come out and, and the things that are done. 
at the same time, it's also a, a bit of a, a shot to the, but I'm on prep people out there who don't really worry about other STIs that prep does not take care of. It's a, it's a very weird, it's a very difficult act to try to balance. And I don't feel like it balances it well. Yeah. Uh, friend, friend of the pod, uh, Jay, who is a, uh, does a lot of reviewing of uh, television that he's watching on his Facebook page and his Twitter. Um, commends some of the early episodes uh, written by Jeffrey Richmond. And I, this is one of the times where I, I really don't feel that I, I align with his take on, on how the, the, the episodes played out when I was finally able to get into the show. Because by the end of the show, I, I was watching it. I watched the entire thing in one night. It took about to the fourth episode. And what I noticed was that women were writing. And I think there was an evenness and a bit more of a a, a, a mellowed out approach to the, the storytelling when we were seeing female writers. So I do... It does take a tonal shift. It does take a little bit less of that old man get off my my lawn preachiness and mellows mm. out i will say this the best part of the show is tisha campbell as suzanne <laughs> best fucking part of the show and the journey that we go on with her with her son um <laughs> the fact that her her plot is essentially Mamma Mia. <laughs> but with black people, like it's very odd. And it's actually <laughs> joked about in the show because she was like backpacking in Europe and slept with three different guys. And she doesn't know which of them is her son's father. <laughs> she just, and has just raised him as, you know, a single mom. And it's not, and it's not portrayed as anything other than she is a successful woman. Who was raised? Who was raised a an adult son on her own, and then there is a little piece where she eventually finds out that her son did a twenty three and Me or Ancestry, whatever it is, and ends up finding his dad. And because of the relationship that they've built, he makes a decision whether or not he's going to go, you know, find him, and then. It, there's a cliffhanger that the season one ends off with that. You know, obviously they they did a lot of setup for season two in in the last episode, which I'm glad to see that there is a season two because I want to see what some of these payoffs will be potentially. But it, it does. Um, there are some points where I really was like, "Dear God, that that does feel like me in my life." And <laughs> then there were some points where I was like, "This is a little a little much," but once. Once it stops feeling like um, a boomer is preaching at me and and is angry at the younger generation in general, I think it evens out and actually ends up being a, a decent show. So if you if you haven't watched it and you are thinking about watching it, go into the first couple episodes with an open mind and try to get past those first couple of episodes. Don't give up on the first three, like after the first three episodes, because my friend Chris mentioned the show told me i i had seen it online a little bit just a tiny bit 
um and some of that like oh it's the gay sex in the city or oh it's the gay sex in the city <laughs> and he was like yeah you know i would watch this blah, blah, whatever so i had finished watching sandman and i was like okay i have time in my evening <laughs> let me go ahead and watch this you know because they're only like half hour maybe 37 minute episodes tops so they're uh-huh. fairly short so it's only like four to five hours of, of time so i watched like that I, I dedicated that four or five hours on one evening and watched through it and was texting him th- while watching it going am i supposed to like any of these characters because it's very difficult to like them and then i was like okay well tisha campbell so far is the only one that i actually kind of like and then as i was getting through like going through the episodes i was like okay it's they're they're softening them up a little bit the edges are very sharp on them the problem really boils down to the least likable or the least cared about character in my opinion and i i've seen the sentiment uh echoed online the is is michael is the lead character when the supporting characters this is how we felt about orange is the new black piper was the least the character i cared least about oh, yeah. the side characters were better and their stories were better the same thing kind of felt like it was happening here some of the journeys that some of the side characters were on were stories i wanted to see more of and michael's was less Unless Tuck Watkins was in the scene shirtless, in which case I was all for it. Have uh, either of you watched any, seen any of of it, or seen any uh, talk about it online? I watched the trailer and I immediately felt exactly what you're saying. Where it felt like a, it felt like an old gay who does not particularly fond of young gays wrote the show, and I was like. Now we're just gonna pass by this because I feel like it's just gonna make me mad. I feel like it's just it's just gonna piss me off. <laughs> uh, so no, I I because uh, I think uh, the Sex in the City revival, quote unquote, like had the same feel. Like it tried to put these older characters in kind of new scenarios, but it came off very much as like young people are weird, and I was like. No, I'm no longer a young person, so I'm like, I don't need to hear that shit anymore. I'm like, now well, I'm the old person, <laughs> so no. <laughs> and as somebody who watched and just like that, um, I, I I can see where you're coming from with that because we are at a weird stage at our age because a lot of times when it's older characters, they're late fifties, so we're still young to them. But then yeah. the people that they are putting them diametrically opposed to are like 20s. So we're kind of in that middle. So it's like the 60-year-olds versus the 20-year-olds where the 40-year-olds are just like, I see both sides of this. Like, yes, the young people can be annoying. But at the same time, yes, old people are also annoying. <laughs> and yeah. then we're just kind of sitting there in the middle. Um, one of the things that I will say is there for it being very white centric on Michael and Colin as the leads mm-hmm. having um his friend Billy be a uh, a black man who is a uh TV weatherman and and kind of very much the playboy of the group he's the Samantha if you will where um St- I think it's Stan is the other friend the other best friend 
he's kind of a weird mix of uh, Charlotte and um, uh, Miranda. Uh, it's like a weird combo. But he goes on a very, Billy goes on a very interesting journey of being that how do I describe this without it sounding bad? Because it will sound bad. <laughs> he's very, he's a very superficial, always on to the next young boy who is going to like be that, that little trophy. Mm-hmm. And he goes on an interesting journey of realization of what life is or like what his life is. And when a, a health scare impacts somebody close to him, he ends up kind of reevaluating and it was done very well. Like I, it, it gave me a little bit of like that. So, okay. To kind of spoil a little bit and it's not a huge spoiler, but because of the way that he acts, the friend who has a health crisis ends up asking somebody else to be there when they go to the doctor and, and like, you know, be that, that support system for them. And it, it throws them for a loop of like, why didn't you ask me? And then it becomes, Oh, like it's that it's the realization of how people view you in your life because you make these choices, because you, you do these things, you act a a certain way or, or you kind of have this blase attitude about life. And it's, it's a very interesting start of like a midlife crisis (laughs) essentially, Mm -hmm. But that kickstart to reevaluate how you how your life is going and where you're at at this point, yeah, when you're at that age, and especially for us being all around that age, it's it, it, I thought it was interesting. And honestly, if you were like, "Hey, maybe, but I don't know, I'd say give it a try. Get to episode four, which I know let's give it like two hours. Get through the first couple episodes, get to that fourth episode. And then if you still feel like that, it's not a fit, you know, don't finish off the back half of the the season then. But I, I, from my opinion, my personal viewing of it, those first three episodes will probably make you want to punch a wall. (laughs) Don't use that as the be all and end all judge of, of the show. And, and, enjoy Tisha Campbell because she is honestly phenomenal in, in the show completely and utterly. Eric, have you seen any of it or the trailer or any, any bits of it? I saw the trailer and it, it looked like, um, basically gay Barney, not, not the purple dinosaur. Um, (laughs) 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 kind of how I met your daddy almost, you know, (laughs) Um, I'm, it's nice to hear that there's, uh, he brought some, uh, Broadway people along, um, into the show. Like, um, you said Brooks is one of his best friends and Mm -hmm. Brooks was, um, if you saw the prom, he was one of the, the leads from the prom. Um, oh, okay. And then Andre DeShields, um, he was most recently, uh, he won a Tony for Hades Town. 
um, on Broadway. Uh, oh, okay. And he, and he is a bulldog in the show, so he was automatically one of uh, my favorite people. <laughs> um, but I don't know if I have too much interest in watching the show, but maybe I'll give it a go. Who knows? I mean, if it's, up, you know, if you've got a couple of hours on on a random day and you're like, oh, I haven't watched anything new in a little while, let me give it a shot. Like I said, as long as you don't go into it knowing that the first couple of episodes are a little bit tough to get through, potentially. And I, I say that from my perspective of this is how I view the the writing and of the, the first couple of episodes. Uh, you may have a different take on it, but... If you go into it going, hey, these first couple episodes are a little bit different tonally for the characters, the characters flesh out more and feel like they they actually have some some depth and some character as the show goes on. And that's, I think, the biggest part of it is the first couple episodes feel very two-dimensional and it feels very much a, a caricature of how somebody who's the younger generation uh going back into the world so but yeah that is uh uncoupled on netflix so if you uh if you've watched it and you have some opinions feel free to hit us up on our social media let me know let us know uh if you were on the fence but you decide to give it a, a, a try uh also hit us up in the comments let us know what you thought about it Dear listeners, we thank you so much for hanging out with us and enjoying what we do, or at the very least, not turning us off and keep coming back, even if you don't like <laughs> us all the time. We are uh, excited to be doing this podcast and bringing you our takes on pop culture and deep dives and uh, recaps and, and different uh, microsode topics that we bring to you on the bi-weekly basis. You can check us out online by going to our website at flameonshow.com. There you can find all of our social media tabs. You can find uh, how you can reach out to us via email as well as uh, through social media. We also have a link to our Threadless shop where you can purchase your own Flame On swag and then send us pictures. Uh, we love to see it. We love when uh, you rock your Flame On gear. And, uh, you know, you can purchase yours at our Threadless shop. You can also find a link to our Patreon, or you can just go to patreon.com forward slash flame on show and join at any of the four tiers that we have available. There are lots of perks. Uh, we've got some swag as well that is exclusive to our patrons. And if you join our house level, you too can be a guest host on one of our roundup episodes. So one more time, that is flameonshow.com to go to our website and patreon.com forward slash flameonshow if you want to head over to our Patreon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. Before we dive into our last topic where BJ's got a plethora of information to share with us all, we are going to do a little musical section. 
not musical like Broadway musical. We're going to do uh, a musicality. A uh, we're going to put the needle down on the record. I don't have the sound effects for that that <laughs> lovely fuzz noise from when you put the needle down. I mean, you um, just came but, up with this right before we started, so. <laughs> I, I mean, nobody had to know that, but no, I, I appreciate mean, yes, the did. save. <laughs> I am the mouthpiece of the people. We, they will know everything. <laughs> so one of the things uh, that we had talked about, BJ and I had, uh, we kind of mentioned it at the beginning of our last episode. If you had listened to that, you would have maybe caught a little bit of this conversation. Um, Oral, our dear friend and uh, compatriot, who's still a part of the Flame on family, is off doing great things in the skies and hasn't really been able to uh, keep up with his a sip of tea work for our patrons. So I am actually going to be stepping in and not doing a sip of tea um, because while I can be sassy, I'm just angry a lot of the time. And uh, that's less fun <laughs> than being sassy. But I am going to start doing a little segment that I'm going to call now playing where I will give you some of my hot takes on uh, it could be a song. It could be an album, just a little, a little music for your eardrums. Uh, most likely some new stuff that has caught my ear, but I don't listen to a ton of new music. So you'll probably get a lot of like Haley Kiyoko and Carly Rae at the beginning. Um, but also some classic jams that I love, maybe some deep cuts that I feel don't get enough attention in the world, uh, or at least in my world. So that would be your new monthly uh, Patreon exclusive piece. I'm also going to go back and um, backfill our orders of a sip of tea with some now playing uh, to get us caught up as we we work to get ourselves caught up on our Patreon uh, contents because there is a lot of Patreon content that we owe you all, our dear lovely patrons, and we want to make sure that you get that all taken care of. So we figured when we before we were recording, uh, there's been a bunch of new music that we have been enjoying. And I figured, why not introduce the now playing segment with a now playing segment with all of us on the roundup episode? So I want to throw it over to let's see, do we want to go with potentially canceled hot take or do we want to go with <laughs> um harvested organs i don't i don't know i think canceled hot take will move into this wonderfully oh, let's do it let's <laughs> let's get your hot take bj start us off what is now playing so naturally i have been absolutely addicted to uh beyonce's renaissance however um, something that I said on the internet just blew up and not really in a bad way, but everybody, there was clutched pearls, the record stopped, the everybody, the car stopped, all the animals stopped tweeting. It was gasp. And I, and I said <laughs> that, that loving Beyonce's new album, I really, I'm really enjoying her Lizzo phase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and every, like i didn't get any hate but everybody was like can you say that and i'm like well i just did and what i really meant by it is the fact that if lizzo's album had come, new album had come out after beyonce's i would have been like i love liz i love lizzo's beyonce phase 
pure and it's purely because Lizzo dropped her new album first. But both albums are very pro-gay. They're uh, Beyonce. I think this is. I honestly don't count any of her previous albums as dance albums. Uh, this is the first no. Beyonce album to me that feels like like I can like I actually want to dance to this. Um, and Lizzo's album, it's you know honestly, I could hear these songs at uh, at a ball. Like I could, I can, I can hear, I can hear an MC like chanting with these songs while somebody performs at a ball and, and it's just absolutely wonderful. And it just, it fills me with so much love. Um, and I love the, I will say the editing on Beyonce's album. I, I can't listen to the tracks individually. I have to listen to alien superstar, cuff it energy and break my soul all together almost as one song because the editing is just chef's kiss on Beyonce's album. Um, but I did find it hilarious that they, both of them had that little bit of controversy with using the word spaz. So it was, it was it, and like right after I had, I had tweeted, I had, I think I tweeted it and put it up on Facebook. Then the, the thing came out that Beyonce's album also had the word that Lizzo's album had that they both removed, which was nice. Um, but it was just, as soon as that happened, I was like, do you see like, and like I said, it's no shade. It's just, they are, I literally got double the amount of what I enjoy from two artists that I, I absolutely love. So I'm like, and this is probably also the first Beyonce album that I've loved almost every song on the album. Like, I'm not going to lie. Lemonade. I liked Lemonade. And that was probably the only song on the album that I actually still listen to. Um, but Renaissance, whole album, Chef's Kiss, Lizzo, um, was it special? Yes. Mm -hmm. Special all the way through. So like, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what I've been mostly jamming out to right now. So so I I wasn't going to bring up any of the controversy because there's been a couple of controversies that have surrounded Renaissance act one Renaissance, but since you brought it up, (laughs) See, see, I told you. <laughs> Why? It it was just PR that she didn't take the word out before releasing the album, right? Because we had the whole Lizzo thing happen well before, not yeah. well before, but a couple of weeks before Act One Renaissance was released. They saw what happened. Did they just leave it and let it come out so that? they could garner the buzz and the PR around it as well. Because honestly, if you really didn't want to offend anybody and you were taking it, everything into account, into consideration, when you saw what happened when Lizzo released girls, because girls came out before special did. So this happened like a month, like a good month, June. So you'd had like a, uh, a solid month, maybe a month and a half before the album came out to see what happened, but yet you left it there and let the album come out and then have that, have it be a thing where it's like, Oh, Beyonce said the thing too. And then Beyonce could come out and be like, I hear you, my children, I will change it. And then there is PR instant PR around it. I I feel that's a little more disingenuous than the Lizzo incident because there wasn't a conversation around that word and 
the derogatory nature it's used in in certain parts of the world. And this is something that is also a big part of the conversation because in the US, in AAV, AAVE in particular, it's not used in that context. It's not used in a derogatory way. It might be used in a little bit of a slanderous way, depending on how it's being used. Mm, true. But it's it's very much a, a European, a, a UK connotation is why it's derogatory. So, and this and that's also been a, a point of contention because people are like, well, it's this this isn't how it's used here. These aren't local artists that are just making music for the states or for a small area of people that this is going to be consumed by these are global phenomenons global mm -hmm. superstars releasing music for all countries of the world so if there is a part of the world where this word this phrase this term is used as a as a as a slur as a derogatory slur they've made the correct decision in in changing that yeah, I just feel it's a little weird that a month and a half after this entire conversation happens and sparks a huge debate, we still have this in the song. It's just it's very interesting to me that that was how it was done, whether or not. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm not going to say anything more than that. It's just very interesting. And then the other part is the the whole thing with Khalees. And that's a whole that's that's an even bigger <laughs> abomination of of crazy because it then calls into it's not just the the, the in, I can never say it correctly interlopation it's because it's not a sample it's the inter uh, interlooping of interpretation I, I, no there it's like inter. Uh, interlopation or something like that it's it's somebody out there is screaming at their their speaker or sp brian, <laughs> screaming at their podcast device brian knows stuff about music see look look what you look what you're doing now look what you've done <laughs> you're you're upset right now and i bet you're the one yelling it at your phone or your 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 radio right now <laughs> he's like i know the word interpolation <laughs> interpolation uh, yeah interpolation um it's because it's it's taking it's taking a piece from something else and and not directly sampling it but it, in, uh intertwining it and, and basically inter intertwining it with with this new piece of, of art so the the la 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 from milkshake was used in i believe energy uh at towards the end yeah and then pharrell and chad the the Neptunes had a really shitty deal with Khalees where they essentially just robbed her blind mm -hmm. and then gave the okay for it to be used because they own the rights to it. And Khalees stood up for the fact of like, or, you know, was defending her, her herself and her work and not directly saying anything about Beyonce. It's a very intricate and detailed thing that nobody decides to have the nuance for and just says, well, she's not relevant anymore. Why is she even saying anything? You know, she was credited. She's getting some money now. She should just shut up and move on. And it was more to that for her than, than just that. It, it's, it's an, it's interesting drama and it's an interesting take on the music industry and how 
people, even people who are now highly regarded. I don't know if Pharrell's as highly regarded anymore after um, Happy made everybody want to punch their radio. Um, But the fact that these artists are taken advantage of the way that they are, the fact that they're paid pennies, not even pennies on the dollar for streams, like it it really shines a light on how corrupt the music industry itself is. Mm -hmm. So it's, those are just some of the pieces of uh, some of the drama surrounding, surrounding uh, Ms. Beyonce's uh, act one Renaissance. But but yeah, I, I haven't listened to it all. I need to. Um, I don't listen to a lot of music in my house. I listen to like a song here and there. And, and I feel like those are albums that I want to give a good run through. So I will have to uh, maybe while I'm cleaning my house over the next couple of days, I'll I'll have myself a little dance party with Lizzo and Beyonce, especially. But uh, let's spin the needle over to Eric. Um, I know we touched on one of the the pieces of music that is now playing over by you, but what else is playing in your neck of the woods? Well, I mean, over here it's bad bitch o'clock. It's thick thirty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lizzo's special came out, um, and I've been enjoying that. Uh, and she just real, she just is the. F- is the video out for to be loved? Yes. Cause yep. Yes. Came out, yeah. It came out yesterday from when we we're recording. I think it was on, on Tuesday. It came out. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I just know it Wait, has Tyson. Is that yeah, Tyson? Tyson in the video? Yeah. Tyson Beckford. Not dying on a motorcycle this time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, oh my God. You haven't watched the video. Oh my God. The end of no. the video is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta you gotta message me message yeah. me when you've watched after you watch the video <laughs> like because towards the end like i could see all of you guys on if i like me on a drunken night out i could see all of y'all being her friends her bridal party um uh, but yeah I've, i'm liking this album um album um let's see here Oh, is that an alternate cover? Yeah, this is the one from Target. Oh, you you got the Target special. I like that cover better. I do too. I even had to uh, when I ripped it into iTunes. I had to go get um, and that make album this art, album yeah. artwork because it pulled the regular album art- artwork. And I was like, no, I want this one. She got. I the did good that with. Uh, yeah, I did that with folklore because when I when Taylor put out uh, folklore. It was her eighth album, so she put out eight different vinyl records, and they all had a different, like, they were all named something else, like, something oh, different, yeah. and they each had different album art. So when I when I uh, uploaded to YouTube Music, I pulled um, uh, the one that I have for the vinyl record instead of the, the traditional album art. I'm with you there, Eric. Yeah, and, and so far, this is um, kind of a full playthrough album for me. Um, so far, um, I, eventually I'll get to the point where there's just certain songs I listen to on it. But right now I'm listening to everything. Um, yeah, and it's just fun. I like it. Um, I don't know. I don't know yet if I like it as much as her last album. Uh, uh, but some of that was just because I had seen her live performing that album and so she hasn't toured this one yet, so I can't I can't say anything yet for it. 
Um, I do, I do wish uh, "Rumors" was included in this album, though. I'm kind of surprised it's not. That was just a standalone song she released and just never put out on anything, which is kind of strange. I wonder. I wonder if she, because of the pandemic and everything, she changed directions and then decided not to include that. Because I, I again, I haven't listened to it and I did not even think about that. But yeah, rumors like. Or maybe just because rumors didn't take off the way that she was hoping. Maybe she was like, "Okay, well, that was a good single. Let's let's focus on other stuff." Because I I thought I'd heard some way that she like wrote and recorded like an insane amount of songs, and then it's you know however many fifteen tracks or or so. Um, so maybe that's what it was. She was like, "Okay, well, this didn't really do well. It do as well as we hoped. So let's replace it with something else." and try for you know something something else maybe that's how yeah. um to be loved or am i ready came about because <laughs> if it was <laughs> that was a good call am i ready am i ready <laughs> um but yeah so i'm liking this this album a lot um that's i think but... is, it a, is that a max martin song because somebody was like, somebody on my Twitter was like, um, I feel like Lizzo entered her Carly Rae Jepsen phase. And then it's like the <laughs> producer on the, the track is the same as one who did a bunch of um, of Carly Rae Jepsen stuff. Uh, I don't know. Do I, ha- oh, I have the Wikipedia up? I should be able to look at it. Uh, produced by Martin. Is it Max Martin? See what happens when I ask. Yeah, yeah Max it, it's Max. It is Max Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Max Martin, I know, has done a lot of like Carly Rae Jepsen stuff because, like, that was like one of the first songs that I, I put on because I saw so many people like when it came out uh, talking about it, and I was like, oh, this really is. This is fun. I like this. Nice. Anything else playing over by you? Um. Well, I mean, y- you've name dropped her, but Carly Rae Jepsen just put out a new video uh, to her new song, uh, "A Beach House," which is a lot of fun. I got a beach house in Malibu. Malibu. I'm probably, I'm gonna, probably gonna hurt, hurt your feelings. feelings. <laughs> I don't. Even, I want to know who the male vocals are. Like, I don't know. I don't know who it is. But yeah, I, and that's coming from her her newly announced album, "The Loneliest Time," which again on my Twitter feed, uh, somebody that I follow was like, "I I do not need a sad album," and I was like, "Eh, you know, we'll see." I like some sad girl music. And then she dropped Beach House as the first single. And I was like, oh, we're going a whole different direction with Lonely on this. Yeah, because her the last song she put out, what was it, Western Wind? Yeah. A couple a month or so ago. That one, it's it's an okay song, but I just wasn't feeling it as much because I like I like Dancy Carly more than I like Moody Carly. Uh, I've en- I enjoy Moody Carly with a dancy beat. Because, like, uh, Too Much from Dedicated is one of my favorite songs. And it's very, it's a very moody song. Like, it's a very sad girl song. 
but it's got such a great like melody and beat to it that it works so like if that's like if beach house is any indication of what we're what we're in for with the loneliest time i am 100 percent down yeah and i'm just a shout out to carly ray jepson for being the uh lip sync song from canada's drag race last week uh, i really really, yeah, really, that... really 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 like you i thought it was run away with me oh it was run away with me <laughs> uh yeah it, oh last season they did i really really like you did they it's been done oh, on God. canada's drag race I'm sure, because I mean, they they yeah. try to stick to Canadians for it, which yeah. which I kind of enjoy. I kind of enjoy the fact that like the UK will do like all UK artists or UK born artists, and then Canada will do all Canadian born artists, and then France will have songs that are not uh, licensed in outside of the <laughs> French region. Have <laughs> you watch France? <laughs> I saw the first episode. Yeah, but uh, like episodes two through like five or or so the lip sync songs were not uh licensed outside of the region so what we got to watch was just some generic music put in while they lip sync to oh, a no! different song. <laughs> yeah it's Which like i'm binge le- queens it's like i'm binge queens where they don't actually show any of the lip sync because they don't want to relicense the s- songs for binge queens <laughs> yeah yeah um they uh yeah they that that's led to some youtubers putting in other like there was one video where it's like um uh oh god uh ding dong the first lip sync song uh by a rue girl on or performed by a rue girl for a lip sync and it's france because it's uh the the music was taken out or not licensed so they just dubbed it over and i was like okay that's that's interesting anyway but yeah beach house I dig it. I just, I know we we mentioned this before we started recording, but uh, I just wish it was longer. I just want yeah. it to be a longer, it needs an extra a longer song. Yeah. But hysterical. I love it. Uh, spinning the needle over this way. Uh, quick shout out. Christina Perry put out a new album, A Lighter Shade of Blue. Um, I've enjoyed it. There's some, some tracks that I really do dig off of the album. Um, this is written after she lost um, uh, her baby. Uh, and she, the lead single is uh, Ever Gone, which is really like focusing on the fact that uh, uh, dealing with like kind of channeling that loss into, into music and uh, motherhood. It's a lot of it is, is very much that. And it's, it's a different Christina Perry. Than her first two albums, uh, Love Strong and Head or Heart. But she is still, she sounds fantastic. Lyrically is a great writer and just an awesome artist. Uh, so that came out. And then uh, Haley Kiyoko's Panorama came out at the end of last month. The end of, uh, end of July. July 29th, if I'm not mistaken. And a sophomore album from Lesbian Jesus. I actually just went and saw her in concert last Friday night. I, uh, mm. after a, a really shitty week, I decided last minute to buy a ticket to the Lauv concert. I'd uh, never heard of Lauv before Haley Kyoko said that she was going on tour with him. And uh, there still happen to be tickets available to the venue that is like three blocks from my house. 
So decided to go see Lesbian Jesus for the first time. I was supposed to see her in February of 2020, and that concert got canceled. That entire tour got canceled. So I uh, said, fuck it. I'm going to go see her. And it was fantastic. She was great in, in person. So if you have a chance to see her, uh, if you like Lauv, and there's tickets available, go check them out. I did not stick around. <laughs> I left after uh, after my, my Lesbian Jesus moment. Even the security guard was like, uh, you sure you're leaving? And I was like, yeah, I just came to see Haley Kyoko. <laughs> um but uh listen through the album I, I dig it it's fun it goes on a journey uh she did a girlfriend reveal after four years with the premiere of uh for the girls the music video and uh i didn't realize her girlfriend's actually a former bachelor contestant or uh okay. so she did a bachelor themed video for for the girls i i didn't know all this backstory but awesome and then um, Sugar at the Bottom is the the, the leadoff track to the, the album. Uh, it's a very angry song. <laughs> Not a very angry song, but it's uh, it's definitely a, a bitter a bitter song. Uh, and then it comes full circle at the end with a little bit of clarity and um, realization of the damning effects of always expecting the worst. Uh, with the title track Panorama, and um, it, it's it's just a song that I find myself singing randomly throughout the day, and it's it, I love it. I just absolutely love it. So um, I highly recommend Pan- Panorama by Haley Kyoko. Lesbian Jesus doing things again. So <laughs> that is a little taste of uh, what is now playing at our places. Let us know what you were listening to in the uh, in the comments of our social media. And uh, get ready for now playing coming monthly to our Patreon. So get ready for more musical tidbits from yours truly. All right, let's get into our last bit of uh, pop culture roundup ness. BJ, what have you got for us? Took you long enough. Um... <laughs> Man, so... <laughs> I had a lot of music in my heart. I had to get my heart song I, out. I know. Every time you talk about music, you gotta you, you've always got a lot of music. It's listen, it's the one thing I'm it's like the it's like the pop culture thing I'm the most passionate about. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, so just so everybody I'm sure everybody's aware we had a little we had our first little uh little uh San Diego Comic Con last month. Um, and holy shit, I don't remember the last time we had a Comic-Con with this much stuff. So, um, I know I posted a bunch of trailers and everything when it first came out. Uh, I posted a lot of the Marvel stuff, but I'm just going to kind of run through. I'm going to go through the non-Marvel things first. (laughs) And then I'll mention just a couple of the Marvel projects that I'm most excited for. Um, and then, um, I'll, I'll probably toss, toss it to you guys a little bit to see what you guys are excited about. But, um, right off the bat, um, I'm very excited for a lower Star Trek, lower deck season three. They dropped a full trailer. I didn't even know they were getting a season three. Um, so I was be over the moon for that. We got a trailer for, uh, the dragon prince season four. Um, they're bringing back extreme X-Men. <laughs> just I was I was kind of shocked if that that's a thing that came back but I'm beyond I'm beyond excited about that um we've got another Transformer series coming up um a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 
uh, compilation called the Cowabunga Collection comes out at the end of this month. So uh, August 30th is when that drops. And I think it's all of the Ninja Turtle games, like the Impossible Nintendo one, uh, Turtles in Time. Um, I know there's the side-scrolling ones from, like, I think Super Nintendo, like all of them. One big giant collection, and I can't be more excited for that. Um, we got trailers for, um, oh, what was that? Um, oh, uh, we got trailers for Street Fighter VI. Um, and then I think the only other thing that I was personally jonesing for, um, we got. Uh, we got two DC trailers. DC was very MIA. Um, but we got two trailers uh, from them for uh, Shazam and Black Adam. And then, so that's more or less the non-Marvel things that <laughs> I, I was uh, excited for. Um, oh, we, we also got a trailer for uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. That looks actually super cute. Um, and Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Which... I know a lot of people who weren't overly excited about it. Um, a lot of the D&D purists weren't overly excited about it. I, it actually looks like a lot of fucking fun. I think it looks fun and much better than uh, oh God. any previous and- Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> movie. Right? <laughs> um, so, um, Oh, and then we also got a trailer for the uh, Anne Rice uh, Interview with the Vampire series, which looks so incredibly gay. Um as gay as gay can possibly be and i'm i'm living for it for now and forever um so uh any any non-marvel stuff you guys were excited for so i just gotta say it's good 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 gay like i I had a laganja (laughs) estranja there for a second i'm sorry uh i'm probably mostly excited for the next uh dragon prince season yes but also Dungeons and Dragons does look good. And I'll be curious about the interview with the vampire series. Anything for you, Pat? No. <laughs> I honestly the, I, I really I, I'm I'm so like out of the loop with like a lot of these things. I've heard and I've seen some of the stuff from that, that you're talking about, but there hasn't really been anything so far like not Marvel related that I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm down for this. I'm ready for this. There, there just really isn't anything right, right this moment that, that I'm clamoring for. Okay. Um, then without further ado, <laughs> um, they um, not only named the current Marvel um, saga we're currently in with the MCU, uh, but they pretty much dropped the uh, all the plans for I think where we just wrapped phase four uh, with Thor: Love and Thunder, mm-hmm. and then they have uh, no was, Wakanda mm-hmm. Forever Wakanda is the Wakanda end forever. of phase four. Oh, I could have yeah. sworn now uh, is that's the that's no. the end of phase four. Yes, that's, yeah, that's the final piece of phase four is Wakanda Forever. Okay, then we go um, to phase five. Then we go into phase five, which is just blown the fuck out like phase five is just nuts um uh i think one of the projects i'm most uh excited for is actually the end of phase five um which is the thunderbolts film they're gonna do a a thunderbolts film to conclude phase five 
Um, Captain America New World Order was announced. Um, and then uh, they said Phase 6 will begin with uh, Fantastic Four. And then there's a mysterious, there's lots of blank spots in Phase 6. So I'm very excited to see what pops in there. Um, so they only announced like four things for Phase 6, right? Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. I think it's just the three. I think it's Fantastic Four, and then Phase Six will end with uh, Avengers, uh, the um, Kang Dynasty, and then uh, Secret Wars after Kang Dynasty. Um, I'm so nervous so, about Secret Wars. I'm so I'm, nervous about it. Honestly, there's so many secret Secret Wars stories at this point. There's there's two big ones. I know Secret there's Wars really two. Like two. I mean, there's only really like two, but there, there, I know there was a Secret Wars two after the original Secret Wars that like everybody just wants to forget about because um, one of the Beyonders turns into like a giant Elvis. <laughs> um, but uh, but I I think they uh, with with what they're kind of setting up with the big with fate with the what they've set up in Phase Four with the shows and everything and the multiverse saga, I think they're gonna have plenty um to play with i'm 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 excited for it i I think it'll be i think it'll be good there's there's too much that we don't know um between then and now yeah Um, and i i say that i'm nervous only because they've also been known to take comic book titles and then not really actually like oh yeah live up to or like it's just using the title for a like a fraction of a story and Secret Wars, especially the 2015 Secret Wars, I think it was 2015. Um, like that yeah. was a massive, a massive storyline that shook everything up. Didn't really shake up anything once we got back, like once we were done with it. But yeah, it, it, it had a lot of shit that happened that was so crazy. And I feel like like Age of Ultron really kind of showed us that, hey, this is we're taking this and we're going to really, we're going to really water it down very much. So that's what I worried. It was a moment of Ultron, not an age of Ultron. (laughs) It was a wisp, a wisp of Ultron. (laughs) A whisper of Ultron, a sprinkling of Ultron. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. A dash, just a little dash. That's the only reason I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about it, but I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was was, into, into that in the same year. Yeah. yeah, In the same year. Yeah. Like, we didn't get that with any of the other ones. We didn't get the two parts of, like, Infinity War 1 and 2 in the same year. We got them a year apart. Like, they are they are pumping this shit out. Like, they are saying, here, have it. Have it all and enjoy it. And enjoy the yeah. rest of the shit that's going to be coming in the middle of it that we didn't want to tell you about just yet. So, I'm, 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 so, yeah, they got, they actually, I didn't think. I didn't think they could get me more excited. I thought I thought I was just going to be like, "All right, cool. I'll watch some shows. I'll I'll be able. I'll have something to talk about at the bar on Sunday with all my fellow nerds. It'll it, it'll the po- it'll give us stuff to talk about on the podcast." But I'm legitimately excited for a lot of the Marvel projects. We've got a da- the Daredevil uh, series as uh, a Daredevil uh, Born Again. Um, yep. Uh, we've got actually after this, before this episode drops, we'll have the first episode of She-Hulk. And now that the first lawyer episode, show. huh? Lawyer show. Uh, the lawyer show. Uh, She-Hulk attorney <laughs> law. I can now officially say She-Hulk on this podcast, attorney at law. I can officially say on this podcast without anybody, without anybody suing us, um, because the contract so thing is up. 
Um, <laughs> um, I got to watch the first five episodes of She-Hulk as a uh, as like a tester audience uh, thing. And what's great is that at the end of the five episodes, the survey I filled out, they actually asked asked everybody if they wanted to change the title from just She-Hulk to She-Hulk Attorney at Law. And I was like, please let it be She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Um, so yeah, so... You're welcome, everyone. So uh, and- <laughs> they disregarded all the other other ones and just went with BJ's response. So uh, uh, that's what I that's what I choose to believe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, they kind of and then and then after all that, they gave us um, a delicious, much needed, cathartic uh, taste of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever by dropping an official trailer. Um, I think they still called it a trailer. teaser. Yeah, yeah, yeah even yeah. though it was over two minutes long, it was still a teaser. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, teaser and it's a trailer. Tease us. Um, I was gonna say Namor is fucking teasing me. Jesus Christ, I, I don't know where they found the actor that plays Namor, but holy God in heaven, he, that this is now my new Marvel crush for all times. Holy shit. Um, I hope he doesn't decimate Wakanda as bad as I think he's going to in the movie because I'm gonna feel real bad about thirsting after him afterwards. <laughs> I mean, they really said uh, we're not going to do AVX, but we're going to do AVX. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, and then they did drop a trailer for um, Ant Man, um, Ant Man three. It was shown in the hall, but it has not dropped. And just like, yes. just like they are, just like they also uh, dropped footage for Guardians three in the hall. Yes. And I'm actually very proud of everybody in the hall. I have not. I have found descriptions of the oh, trailers. It was leaked. I saw it leaked the day after on YouTube. I I saw but a really janky was, cuts. Like yeah. I didn't even bother watching watching them because they were really janky. Yeah, it was just like it was like ha- I, I it was like a third of the screen, and I was like, well, this isn't worth it. Like <laughs> I'm like I could barely hear it, and I was like, if I could at least hear it, I probably would have watched it. But I was like. Nah, I'm actually completely okay uh, with just you know waiting, like waiting. Um, so yeah, I was I was very impressed. Uh, we'll probably the have trailer I, will probably drop. Huh? Have I killed you before? <laughs> I did hear that line. <laughs> mm. Yeah, chills, chills. I I just love one of the descriptions is just the only description. They're like, I'm not spoiling this trailer for you, but I will tell you. Kang is going to be a fucking problem for everyone. And I was like, that's all I wanted. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it was a very productive Comic-Con. I think um, Disney's D23 conference is supposed to be soon. And I'm 90% sure that's when they'll actually drop the trailers for everything that's uh, upcoming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very excited. Uh, Marvel's Marvel's not going the park. DC, DC is currently undergoing a management change. Um, every, everything's <laughs> everything's being given a given a, its last rights. I think uh, Flash has officially been given its notice. It will do a reduced final season. So the CW Arrowverse oh, is Flash. now is done supposedly, and then uh, I guess the CW has been bought out by another company. Um. HBO Max and Discovery Plus will merge into a new streaming service. Um, I'm sure we've all heard the the nonsense about Batgirl. 
it's it's DC's DC's undergoing a lot of restructuring and a lot of stuff is just hitting the cutting room floor. I'm a little sad. I I just it looks like that Young Justice season five won't happen. Um, but that was a show that was dead in the water, and then it was it was resurrected, um, and it survived the collapse of another streaming service into a brand new streaming service. So I gotta say, um, I'm like it had a good run. But uh, we will see what DC is planning. We'll see if they actually release the Flash movie at this point. <laughs> oh, they're they're trotting they're trotting uh, Ezra out on a an apology tour, so that way they can without as much blowback which they're still gonna get because oh yeah absolutely yeah because if they release that and not batgirl it's (laughs) absolutely they will and they will that's the sad part i mean i know that it like the budgeting is is different but at the same time it's It's, that's ridiculous it's very it's very suspicious because all of the black hound properties that they were they were planning on releasing the static shock movie um, even the, the weird, nobody asked for, but I would still watch Michael B. Jordan, a uh, Superman movie, um, Val Zod movie. Um, I believe, uh, the, uh, Blue Beetle, um, Jaime Ramez, um, Black Blue Beetle movie. Uh, that's kind of in limbo right now because if they were willing to just kind of toss out a movie that was 90% done, like, nothing is safe at this point right now so um so we'll see we'll see they're they're releasing stuff that literally they've been touting for the past like 10 years which is shazam 2 and um a black adam and that that's kind of it so uh we'll see they did say they're going to be doing a restructuring of their movie plan and they're just gonna bite the bullet and do something similar to marvel they avoided it and then in the weirdest bit of news joker 2 <laughs> Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, and I'm like, what is happening? What timeline am I in? It is. We went from like the darkest timeline to just like, what is? Uh, oh, what was that um, DC thing? Was it we- Strange Worlds or something? I can't remember. <laughs> it's we're in a weird we're in a weird one, but I will definitely see that because it's also being touted as kind of a musical. Um, so I'm like, sure, <laughs> why not? I'm like, I'm like, you go cancel Batgirl, but you're giving me the lady, uh, a, a hour and a half long Lady Gaga music video with, uh, um, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. I mean, I'll take it, but yeah. So, but yeah, that's, uh, any, uh, any Marvel stuff you guys are specifically jonesing for or, or just excited for all of it motherfucking kool-aid joining the mcu in iron heart yes i did not even think about it when i saw it and i sent it in our group chat but the fact that more than likely that unless it's unless it's not but like the 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 big fan theory is that she's gonna play dark veil which not only brings another mutant into the MCU, mm-hmm. the most random of mutants, but also one created by friend of the pod, Cena Grace, yes. and partially modeled after Shay. It, it makes me a little sad because Dax is is really kind of like the biggest inspiration behind Dark Veil, mm-hmm. uh, but Shay is also part of the inspiration for her as well. So either which way, it's just fantastic because fuck yeah, Shay Coulee. Um Dax was also invited to the 
She-Hulk premiere, She-Hulk attorney at law premiere last night, and Cena was her plus one. Went in full full She-Hulk drag regalia. It was phenomenal. If you are not following Doc's exclamation point, I don't know why I can't speak right now uh, <laughs> on social media. Go do so because she's been posting some fantastic stuff and uh, oh, got a yeah, raw deal on season uh, eight. Eight. And she ran race. the uh, she ran the cosplay panel at uh, Frolicon the last time I went. Um, oh, yeah. Which, uh, which ran, is in it was a, Georgia, right? It's in Atlanta. Uh, it's in it's, Atlanta. Um, yeah. It was the it was the sexy cosplay panel, and I think there was a uh, there was a one hundred and one and a two hundred and one class. So there was two days. She was there two days. That makes sense. That absolutely yeah. makes sense because I think she's in based out of Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, but Dax is awesome and and does great cosplay work. Uh, creates outfits, like does a lot of the work on on her on her drag and her cosplay stuff herself, which is phenomenal. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. Uh, seeing the Iron Heart being uh, hammered out of the metal in the Wakanda Forever trailer was fantastic. Yes. Um, Everything I, about I'm, the Wakanda Forever trailer, though. I mean, yeah, the visuals. Oh, yeah. Uh, Angela Bassett, basically, that's her for your consideration speech is basically oh her two lines. Oh, my uh, God. That lo- those lines brought a tear to my eye. I was like. Holy shit, Queen! Was it Queen, uh, Queen uh, Rwanda? Or uh, I'm, I'm butchering her her actual name, but Queen Romanda, Mother, I think. Romanda, thank you, Queen yeah. Queen Rwanda. Holy shit! Like, oh, I can't wait. I honestly can't wait. Yeah, and and the Watch. music, the the music yeah. mixing. Yes. Of, is it uh, the artist that does the Bob Marley song? Is it Lem? I think so. Because they were on the yeah. soundtrack of the first movie as well, but that song just um, um, blending into Kendrick Lamar at the end. Yeah, it's just so good. Uh, best trailer, yeah. from them yeah. for Absolutely. a long time. Yeah, the Thames is the the band that does the cover of "No Woman No Cry." Oh, okay. um, and uh, yeah, and, and it's. I watched the the trailer reaction for uh, the new Rockstars video. I, I, I tend to watch a lot of new Rockstars stuff when it comes down to the Marvel stuff because I'm not smart enough or versed enough in the, the history of the comics to catch all the Easter eggs. So having mm-hmm. somebody spoon feed me this stuff is always great. But <laughs> like watching watching Eric Voss uh, do the reaction to the trailer, like I watched it the first time on my phone and I was like, oh, this is great. And then the, watching it again, like I literally was was in tears by the end of it. It was just so moving, you know, watching it on on the big TV and, and all of that. It, it just was it's phenomenal. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what they have planned. I I'm excited for She-Hulk um, dropping tomorrow. So when this episode airs, it'll be the day before. So She-Hulk will be out. Um, I'm excited for X-Men 97. Oh, yeah. See the the uh, trial of Magneto or first time trial of Magneto X-Men 200 uh, big M purplish outfit that <laughs> Magneto wears in the, the comics as uh, he's takes over leading the school and the, the X-Men seeing the new uh, like the morph design seeing cable like I, I'm fucking stoked for more X-Men stuff yeah um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it all. It, it's everything that came out for 
um, the multiverse saga, which is uh, you you had alluded to the the naming of it and, and didn't <laughs> didn't mention it, but the multiverse saga is where we're at now uh, after the the infinity saga. Mm-hmm. Um, so like everything that's been announced, I'm I'm, I'm totally I'm totally ready for. Eric, anything in particular that you were you were jonesing for from the Marvel announcements? No, really, just the the two trailers were my big takeaways um, from the Comic Con stuff, and I'm just so ready for She Hulk. So lawyer show. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Like it, it is. I I think it's the perfect missing puzzle piece for their TV shows where it's like, it, it's really lighthearted. There's some slight serious moments, but it it's definitely a comedic le- le- uh, legal dramedy. And that is like exactly what I, what I was hoping for the She-Hulk show. So yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Yeah. I've heard, I've, I've seen nothing but like positive praise for the show. And then the only thing that I, I heard was that it, it, it takes a little bit, of like to get used to like to, to get its footing and where it's yeah. going but that once it does it's it's phenomenal and this is one of the longest shows i think 10 episodes i think so yeah yeah it's like it's like two and a half months of of this because this is going to overlap with um the next film that comes like i know that it's longer than most of the the stuff that we've been getting so I'm happy yeah, it'll be the longest until Daredevil, D- Daredevil drops, which is going to yeah. be the eight. freaking 18, video, 18 yep. episodes. My goodness. But that's still a couple of years. Like That's like another year or two out, right? Yeah, that's I think it's 2024, I think. Yeah. 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 But Daredevil's in like everything. <laughs> Before then, he's going to be gonna in the hulk He was in yeah. no, uh, no Way Home. He's going to be, be showing up in Echo, I think is the other one. And yep, then born yeah. again. I think those are like the four things that uh, we will get Matt Murdock in before, you know, as we get ready for his own show to come back. Um, so I'm I'm stoked, and his costume is going to be different. We're getting yellow yes. and red. Daredevil. We're getting the the classic yellow red one, and I'm very I, I it looks so good. I'm 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 excited that we're not getting like a a continuation of the Netflix yes. show. Absolutely. That's I'm. I, I did not mind it, and I think it, it had good bones, but I think I'm ready for there to be like a, a revamped version of it where some of that same stuff can happen could have happened in the in the MCU. Like we don't need to necessarily revisit it all, mm-hmm. but it's not that same continuity. Like yeah. it's just that little that split that splinter offshoot where now we're on this journey. So Lots of great stuff. Thank you for reporting on that, BJ. Uh, check out our social media. I know BJ posts a lot of uh, the content that he talks about from uh, the different cons and the different uh, you know, media drops for these. So check out our social media, and uh, you'll see some of those trailers up there. That is at uh, flameonshow.com. So thank you all for uh, for for checking out our socials and and uh, enjoying this. Let's do a quick round of one ups before we uh, wrap up this show. Uh, Eric, why don't you go ahead and give us your one up for this month? So I had a one up planned, and then I remembered I watched a trailer that dropped today for uh, Wednesday. Huh. which is oh, yeah. the new Adams Family TV show that's going to be on Netflix. 
um, starring Jenny Ortega as Wednesday Adams. And it just looks so fun. It is the Tim Burtoniest of Tim Burtony. Things. I actually feel like it's a little subdued. <laughs> I actually do. Um, it, it's it's got a. It reminds me a little of series of unfortunate events yes. in the feel. Um, but it looks really good, and I didn't see her. I don't remember seeing her in the trailer, but everything. I'm looking at online is listing Christina Ricci in the cast, but doesn't have a character name associated to her. So it just lists Christina Ricci um, in the cast. So I don't know if she'll be like a voiceover thing. I don't know if she'll actually appear as just in random cameos, Um, but that would be a lot of fun. Oh my God. Can you imagine if they frame it as like grown up Wednesday like telling the stories about her childhood and Christina Ricci is Wednesday, like narrating well, it, like could you imagine if this it is, as old if this, the, if this is another reboot of how I met your father, but it's Wednesday <laughs> Adams. So, so this, this is the reason the adult Wednesday YouTube series got canceled. Like the, the reason why they, they sent them a cease and desist letter because they had, they had this on the books to make this show. I just don't know if a network had actually like, had come up to like purchase it or anything, but this, this was the show that kind of got the adult Wednesday mini series on YouTube axed. So I'm, I'm very interested. It looks, but it does. It looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And, and up to seeing the trailer, I was a little, uh, eh, on the idea of it just because those two movies were so iconic for me growing mm-hmm. up and just, Morticia, um, oh, what's her name? Angelica Houston Angelica as Morticia Houston. Adams. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And Raul I'm Julia. I'm sure Catherine Zeta Jones would be fun as it, but yeah. Oh, what was his name? Raul Julia. Yeah. Yeah. As Gomez. Oh, my goodness. Ugh. Name uh, a more iconic pair, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is couple goals right there. That is. That is. Truly. Absolutely. Although Lu, uh, Luis Guzman definitely uh, is more in the vein of what the original comic Gomez yeah. looks like. Absolutely, For he sure. like he absolutely looks like the original Sunday comic come to life. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm down. Like, like the, my thing is, I love. Like I said, I like you said, I love the the original movies from the '90s were fantastic. But I actually love this whole we're getting like this sort of like picturesque picture well we're not only getting like the characters as they were made from the comic but we're also getting the characters as like a fa- they're pretty they're i mean even though they're white passing they're a family of color like mm-hmm. like yeah. um wednesday has very latin american features like that and that was one thing because i've been leery about tim burton just because of his little like black people are not my aesthetic comment but this, I, I said, this is definitely a step in the in the right direction, especially if you want to be as accurate as possible to the characters. So I'm well. They're not they're not meant to be Latin American. We'll just no. we'll just say that Spaniards. Gomez is is technically a Spaniard. He's Castilian. 
Yeah. So that's and it's it's a small distinction. It's one that that no, just gets pointed yeah. out. Spanish in general, but yes, absolutely, because Gomez is meant to be a Spaniard. Um, I don't know Morticia's. Um, I think she. I actually think she's meant to be Fr- French. Possible. I, I believe, yeah, I believe and, she's actually meant to be French or or otherworldly. Like, I, yeah, well, that's I, it. Yeah. She's always kind of passed off as just like some witch from the eighteen hundreds that just hasn't died. Like, so, sounds about right. And a, more, and a mortal witch with. Yeah, with uh, Gomez's uh, romancing her with with French, it, it, yeah. it does make sense for that. But but absolutely, yeah, and that's that's part of the like the the blowback from people about Luis Guzman being cast as Gomez. Like it just it's ridiculous. But yeah, I but, I, yeah. I had only saw, I only saw the pictures. I haven't seen the the trailer, so um, I, I'm glad that you were giving it uh, an early seal of approval, Eric. Yeah, and it looks infinitely better than whatever that Monsters re- reboot is going to be about. That I still like want to see it. Trash. It looks terrible, but I want to see it. <laughs> oh God! Ah, uh, so that is uh, is it? It's the Adams. Is it Wednesday or the Adams family? It, on it's just Netflix? it's just called Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Okay, so Wednesday on Netflix coming soon. Uh, BJ, what's your one up? Um, so without further ado, I believe I may start streaming again. Um, I oh finally God. figured out what the fuck widgets are. Um, and those are the <laughs> things I'm trying to put on my screen page. It only took me, it only took me like almost a year of like trying to like, cause here's my thing. Computer people, I need y'all to understand that non-computer people don't just know the definitions of things. Okay. Like. Like, it literally took me going through, um, I can't remember, I think it was, uh, what is it, actually, I had it open, I was working on it before, uh, OBS, Streamlabs, they have, like, a whole section of videos uh, for, like, learning how to use their stuff, and I, and it took 15 videos, 15 videos, where he's like, oh, you go to the widgets, and you click on the source button, and I'm like, and he's like, this is where you put your widgets up. And it was a video buried in the lowest part of their how-to section. And I put in the comments, motherfuckers, if you don't put this at the top of your how-to section, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. So I I actually may, I will not only be able to potentially see the chats as I play a game and not have to use my phone, <laughs> but I have a, I have a new, uh, I have a new setup. Uh, I actually can use a controller uh, I've, I've been PS5 control all set up through Steam, so I will possibly be streaming Cult of the Lamb. Uh, oh, that, that game looks so fun. Uh, Cult of the Lamb. Uh, it'll probably be after this episode drops Friday, right, Pat? Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be the day before <laughs> it'll be the day before this episode drops. But I will make sure to post up on our socials uh, when I stream, and it should be eight o'clock Thursdays. Uh, is my plan because even when school starts back that's kind of the place to go so yes i am very 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 excited <laughs> to, to do just that. trying to figure out how you did not ask the person who made your like graphics for I did your ask Twitch you i did ask you and you were like when were huh? you when were I you like you. hey i'm having widget issues can you help me out because I, I just told you i didn't know what a widget was i didn't know what the fuck a widget was i mean I said, how do I put this? I, I asked you, how do I put this in my, how do I overlay this on my stream page? And you were like, Bruh. 
But because I didn't use the right definition of things, you were like, what is he talking about? See? I mean, that was probably it. If you were like, I'm having trouble setting, like, the only thing I remember is you saying, do you have the picture of what it's supposed to look like? And I think I forwarded that to you. I did forward that to you. Yes. And that was it. That was the last thing you said. (laughs) Do you have a picture of how it's supposed to look? And I said, let me forward this back to you from our chat. And then I said, I have no idea how to put this in to my stream. <laughs> I think I feel like you typed that and did not send it because I would have been like, let's set this up. And, because- th- and then I went on all my socials and was like, how do I set up a stream to not look like like <laughs> like like it's ghetto? <laughs> and everybody said, oh, just download Streamlabs. And I'm like, I've had Streamlabs for a year and a half. I don't know how to use it. <laughs> All I'm going to say is it better. I I spend time, a lot of time on putting that that the that whole setup together for you. It better look good when you start streaming. Oh, oh well, some of it's going to be there, but not all of it. Let's be clear. Like like it, it's not going to look it's not going to look as like first generation. I've got probably about three of the things you made me up on there, <laughs> and then I've got to test it. So I'm going to test it hopefully tomorrow afternoon. So there'll be a little pop up of me going live and being like. Is this how this is supposed and to look? I suppose. <laughs> we'll discuss this offline. <laughs> all right. So BJ will be streaming. All of our Twitch accounts are linked on our website, flameonshow.com. So you can also go there and check it out. BJ at this point will be the only one of us who's been streaming because <laughs> since I got my new laptop, I had a lot of issues. I don't think Windows 11 works well with streaming. Um, I think that's my issue. So I may try to pull my old laptop with Windows 10 and uh, clean it up and maybe use that for to get back on, on and do some game nights here and there. But uh check us out check check out his twitch channel uh, twitch.tv slash pup bj all one word p-u-p-b-e-e-j-a-y yep awesome so uh real quick my one up is uh the new iron chef that is on netflix um hosted by alton brown that that carried over the chairman is still there um with co-host Kristen kitsch from uh top chef i love her I do too. I didn't realize she was on the show because like what I saw just the blurb and everything um and the the little like teaser video, she's not featured at all. And then I started watching and she was there and I adore her. She was probably one of my favorite winners, uh, spoiler alert, of Top Chef <laughs> uh from like 6 5 5 seasons ago. I think she was <laughs> Top Chef 10. Um, I think that might have been like the first season I watched live, like when it was happening, and I, I absolutely adore her. Um, and she was the one who and, holds the records for the most last chance kitchen wins, I think. Uh, I don't think so. Because she, well, maybe. I don't know. Because she, she won and, like she, nine or so. She, because. Maybe. And she had to come yeah. up to Alaska and compete. Uh, mm-hmm. Against Stefan, I think was her last one, um, but she she fell on her her sword at Restaurant Wars and then fought her way back into mm-hmm. the competition and then uh, and then won it uh, in season ten. Great season overall, and that was the first time that I I heard uh, Tom Colicchio talk about his bear fans <laughs> there, there were bears <laughs> there were bears in the trees in uh, Alaska and uh, and he, he mentioned how. Uh, how the bears like him and i was like oh my god <laughs> i love it yes we do 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> very true. <laughs> He's not wrong about that. And then when I went back and watched the early seasons, like all of the, all of the 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 gays that hit on him <laughs> over the course of the seasons, I was like, <laughs> I would too if I was there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's 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 a cute premise. Um, each episode, the challengers compete. If they it, essentially, they don't have to win to go into the final episode, which is a um, where they compete against all five Iron Chefs for the chance to be crowned the Iron um, Iron Chef Legend and get this really wonky gold knife. Uh, it's a it's a platinum knife. That's really gold, um, <laughs> but they. Uh, but if they do win, it's a it's an extra boost. But essentially, the contestant with the most points uh, or the highest score in their competition at the end of this first seven episodes then got to challenge the the Iron Chefs. Uh, I won't spoil whether or not we have an Iron Chef legend from this season, but it it just it felt like old school iron chef like they, it just it had a lot of that same that same feel uh, except they introduced a little bit of a concept of like a, a a chef's table for the final tasting so the first dish has to come up within 15 20 30 minutes you know depending on what what the complexity of the the ingredient was um and they do that they bring it up to the table the three judges the two main judges andrew zimmer some other woman that i can't remember her name right now and then a rotating third guest judge. They bring it up, blah, 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 do the whole thing. Kristen does the the little conversation with them. They score it. But then at the end, when they're serving the other four dishes, the three judges plus Kristen and Alton are all sat at this big round table. The dishes get brought out. They all, like the judges really are the ones that, that comment. But then Kristen and, and Alton also eat and kind of put some commentary in as well. So it's a little extra kind of uh, feeling that they don't judge, but it, it's kind of cool to see it in that aspect and and would still give in the background of why they made the dish or what it means and all of that. So um, I, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't know that was a thing that was coming. Um, and I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the season. I watched it all uh, pretty much straight through, I think over two different days. Um, but it's, it's great. If you enjoyed iron chef, um, either in its original iteration, iron chef America, um, I, I highly suggest it uh, on Netflix now. All right, dear listeners. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us on this uh, monthly roundup in the month of August. I can't believe we are this far into the year already. So crazy. The time is flying. Pretty soon it'll be our Christmas uh, end of year roundup. Christmas, (laughs) sir. Uh, Halloween. We got our spooky episode. Spooky and going into the frozen (laughs) season. (laughs) Yes. I'm ready for I'm ready for the Arctic winter to hit us. I'm ready for yeah. I'm ready for the Ice Age for now. Yeah, maybe maybe it'll just be the movie in the meantime. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us. Let us know what you think of what we talked about today. Uh, drop us a line on our social media. You can check out our website, flameonshow.com. It's where we have all of our links to our social media, our threadless shop, where you can pick up your own Flame On swag, and a link to our Patreon, 
or you can just go to patreon.com forward slash flame on show join at any one of the four levels that we have available lots of great stuff there and uh we are going to be updating and getting ourselves caught up on our patreon content over the next couple of weeks i'm going to be focusing on that personally make sure that we get ourselves caught up uh including our new now playing segment that'll be coming to our patrons uh very very soon so we thank you all for your continued support and we'll be back in two weeks with a new micro. I have a funny feeling it'll be about the Sandman. So if you've enjoyed that on Netflix, <laughs> be sure to join us again uh, in two weeks for that microsode. But until next time, y'all, Bobby Bye.